0: Welcome back. This is AM Riot. My name's Miriam. I'm Abby. And yeah, so we did just have a little bit of a Jesus moment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we need to give
1: context to that.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, okay. So Abby has a swing in the back of her backyard, which isn't really her backyard, but it's her backyard. And then we got on the swing and what will you explain it. it was you i i don't even know how to like give co- like
1: i somehow found myself in this situation <laughs> where my arms were wrapped around the swing and it's it's on a hill so my and keep in mind i'm wearing platform birkenstocks so. <laughs> with pink nail
0: polish just and to then, No,
1: i just start sliding down the hill so my arms oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking off my feet and I'm literally looking like Jesus on the cross.
0: Except, like, except your back was arched out. So I know much. my back was
1: arching. I I can't even paint the picture like it was just too much.
0: You just had to be there. <laughs> okay. So we are a little bit underprepared because we were going to talk about Lovely Bones to do a character analysis on that, but then Lovely Bones is a movie, by the way. For Um, those who don't know. Yeah, and Lovely Bones is a really bad movie, in our opinion. So, it
1: literally, the movie catfished us because the trailer looked good. What everybody posts about the movie is this one scene that's like really interesting, but that's not the entirety of the movie. So, like, we both watched it and we're ready to talk about it, but we're like, we won't even have anything to say because it was not a good movie. And then we were going to talk about Black
0: Swan, but then that, like, I'm the only one that's watched Black Swan and, like, Abby doesn't want to watch it because it's boring and she's right. No, (laughs) I will. It is boring, but like in a different sense. And so what we're going to do today is actually we're going to talk about our favorite movies. um, Movies that we think are overhyped and then culturally acclaimed movies that don't meet our criteria. Sorry, let me say that again. Culturally acclaimed movies that don't meet the criteria. So what that means is like movies that are like seen as best of the best but we don't think they should be the best of the best. This is different from movies that are overhyped because not all movies that are overhyped are culturally acclaimed, you know?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, do you want to go first? Because you want to talk about The Handmaid's Tale? Okay,
1: I want to talk about The Handmaid's Tale because we both were asked to read the book in 10th grade. And then I think we both watched the show, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't finish it, but... Yeah, I didn't finish it either. Um, But... I don't know. I just I'm not for the for me, the handmade sale doesn't really fall into any category that we listed. I just want to talk about it because I feel like it's a good discussion point. Like I thought it was I don't know. I like dystopian stuff. Like I feel like it's cool mm-hmm. to just imagine this. it's like where does it even like go wrong? How does it get to that point?
0: I, I mean, know. isn't the handmade sale really similar to like Saudi Arabia? Cuz like the women have to like they're like men in saudi arabia aren't like like just recently they're allowed to drive and like they have to cover up fully and so it's like it kind of is real yeah it's kind of real
1: i feel like for me like whenever i think of like a dystopian maybe i don't know i feel like all dystopians are placed like out of the US so that's what I was thinking like oh how could that happen in the US but you're right like that does happen in other parts of the world that mm-hmm. we're not even like thinking. thinking
0: about yeah we're we're taking a very liberal approach to it but it's okay <laughs> okay okay so do you want to talk about like development of characters first well do you want to actually since so we did read the book and also watch the movie do you want to talk about the book in comparison to the movie first
1: mm-hmm. okay for me I just remember reading the book and thinking like because it was describing like her room and like this like it just jumps into like a lot of detail in the book and it had me thinking like what is going on right now in the movie I fit fe- or the show I feel like it it gives you like for me the show was easier to like grasp what was going on because i feel like the book just jumps into a lot of detail without like giving context Mm -hmm. maybe that's just like my reading level in 10th grade but But, yeah i just i i it's honestly like it was a while ago that i watched it so i don't really remember Mm -hmm. that many differences do you remember any
0: well i like rewatched the trailer a couple weeks ago and i think one thing the movie does really good that people don't really talk about is that like it's really good at portraying the characters like the characters in the movie are so well developed especially I don't remember her name but like the wife of Fred who is like not well June is the name of the handmaid her mm-hmm. real name and then there's Fred the husband
1: Alfred.
0: Alfred is the name they give her but her real name's June mm-hmm. and we are feminist so we're all gonna call her we're gonna call her June <laughs> we're not gonna call her Alfred um. And so the wife is like really well developed. Even though she's the villain, I could like Serena. find, yeah, Serena. I could find myself like sympathizing with her sometimes, even though what she was doing was so wrong. So yeah. And that's like that's a good job for a movie to be able to a, be able to see the villain side. Yeah. And I think it's partly because
1: she's like she's Partly a victim Mm -hmm. in the whole thing, like she's obviously not thinking of herself as like this independent woman. Like she's like used to living in a society where she's like reliant on her husband, and she thinks her only worth is coming from being a mother. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she can't be a mother, with like she can't bear her own
0: children, really affects her. Mm -hmm. And I don't. She like strongly dislikes Alfred. She oh offered no. I mean June. Girl. She strongly <laughs> dislikes June, um, because like I don't know if it's envy of her because she can have children or if it's jealousy because she has her husband. I think it's both. But then I don't. Mm, I'm just confused as to why she's okay with that. Is it like her desire to be a mother overwhelming everything else? Because she knows her husband is cheating on her. Okay, what? What do you mean? Liz? June yeah well
1: it's not like she has a say she can't be like you can't do that like that's what the
0: society is that she lives in but she had the chance to escape in in the movie Mm -hmm. in the show sorry not the movie in the show there was this one opportunity where she was like required to leave the U.S. and go to Canada and there was this one guy trying to help her and telling her that like it's actually men are the ones that are having a hard time bearing children I mean giving children to women and not women and that he could give her a baby, and they could leave. She doesn't have to go back, but she chooses to go back.
1: I think it's because partly, like, she's just reliant on her husband. It's like that's all she knows. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she might be able to have a baby, but like, she probably wants the baby with her husband,
0: mm-hmm. even if that means that she has to like go through everything. She is. She, yeah. So once again, men are the core of every single problem. <laughs> you can blame everything on them. Um, so do you want anything else you want to talk about that one? The Handmaid's Tale? No, I think we can move on. Okay, which one do you want to talk about next? Because we have a list, so we're just going to go through our list and decide which one is the next one we want to talk about.
1: Well, we can go back and forth,
0: so you can choose the next one. Okay, so for mine, I have, I'm going to start with Arrival which is a movie so some background information about Arrival it's a sci-fi movie I think it has to do with like an alien spacecraft artifact arriving to earth and there's multiple of them there's one on each continent I think and then it follows this one um one professor who's who specializes in language and she's trying to figure out if the aliens are here are friendly or they're not friendly they're actually trying to attack and so the whole time she's trying to understand the um alien's language and can i spoil it yeah okay (laughs) so um she's throughout the movie we see her like getting flashbacks a lot and we don't know what's really going on and towards the end it's revealed that the aliens are trying to give her a gift they don't... Because she knows they're saying... They're trying, That's the big reveal. The reveal is that the alien... Because they're like the whole movie. The army is there and everything. And they're trying to figure out what are the aliens saying? Are they saying they have a weapon? Or are they saying they have a gift? And then in the end, they give her the gift. She's the one with the and gift. what's the gift? The gift is the ability to know the future. And so she has this daughter. Oh, no. So none of the movie... None of the details have happened. She all the, At the end, it's realized that like all the flashbacks she's getting, she gets... Don't actually ever have, have haven't happened yet. It's really the future. It's really the future. That's what they're the alien is giving her that gift.
1: Okay. But
0: the end is in the end of the movie. She gets to decide: does she want to fill that future out, or does she not want to deal with the pain that comes with it? And Well, the the whole thing in the story is that she um marries this man, and then they are together, and they have a daughter. Yeah, please tell me it's not this guy. It is that guy. Uh, <laughs> so who's that? What's his name? Is that one guy from the Avengers movie? The one that plays the um Hawkeye. The Hawkeye, yeah. So yeah. I'm sure that put a picture in your guys' head, but <laughs> she marries the guy that plays Hawkeye, and they have a daughter, and the daughter gets really sick, and I think she dies. Jeremy Runner. Jeremy Runner. <laughs> he gives me Trump supporter energy. I don't know why. Uh, he's just not like his it's his face. I'm like, I just. His energy is just bad. Bad vibes. Yeah. Bad vibes all around. In the end, um, she ends up divorcing him and her daughter gets really sick, and I think she dies. And it's just like what really stands out to me about the movie is that it takes such a unique turn on sci-fi. Oh wait, it's the girl from what's that? Disney movie? Enchanted.
1: I don't know who that is. You've never watched Enchanted? No. Girl. Let me introduce you. I can't believe
0: you've never seen Enchanted. Okay, we'll talk about this on another episode. Okay. Um, And it's just really unique because every sci-fi movie, I feel like, always paints the movie about the alien. And the alien is the main factor of the movie. The whole show or movie revolves around them. And this one, it doesn't. And it's just so soft. Like, the ending isn't abrupt. It doesn't feel like... It's meant to be like the aliens are the enemy. It's more about like the human experience towards life. And it's just a really good show. Yeah. Okay. So what did you want to like? So for one thing I want to say is the uniqueness of the theme. Mm -hmm. That's what I just talked about is that like, it's very different in comparison to other sci-fi movies relating to aliens. And it's intended theme is that like sometimes, even though things are going to be painful in the end, you should still live them like even though in the end her daughter might have died i'm not sure if she does but her daughter might have I died
1: because it's died. just it's
0: like foreshadowed it's okay. foreshadowed but we don't know for sure um and she might end up getting divorced from her husband but like she still had the good times with her daughter when she was healthy and the good times with her husband when they were happy together that seems so dark to me it like, is it dark but in sad. a good way well the best movies are sad in my opinion right no I don't, I don't like watching movies about like and then they lived happily ever after because it's just not real i just can't relate to that you know yeah but like why
1: do her her and her husband have to get divorced like
0: i, I think they get like divorced they're... over the daughter though because it's just oh. so difficult for them to watch her die yeah. wait how did she die i think she has cancer Goodness gracious
1: okay i feel like i need to watch the movie to understand the storyline better
0: yeah, well, everybody should... every Everything we talk about, you guys should go watch. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> next up is Abby's turn. Which one do you want to present now?
1: One. Um, <laughs> on my list. Hunger Games and Avatar. So, Hunger Games... We'll just talk about one. Yeah, I know. But I just want to give like context to each. Hunger Games, I literally never watched ever before yesterday. Because... I don't know i i didn't even know what it was about but it's actually good avatar i just feel like okay i'll talk about avatar because i feel like it's the best show ever <laughs> like for me it could just be because i started watching it when i was younger and then like watching it again it's like just reminds me of my childhood but i just feel like it is like the coolest like the world that they create is just freaking cool like it's just a good. I feel like it's the best show written for kids.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Like,
1: it's very no, unique. Yeah, like it's not like Hannah Montana. Like, I love Hannah Montana, but like, this is just—it's different. Like, it creates a whole different world. Like the, I love all of the characters. It's just like
0: the characters I'm are very bored. multi-dimensional for a TV show about for kids. Exactly. Like it's it sh- it seems like it should be a bu- like acclaimed like, I, yeah like she wants anybody, it acclaimed
1: anybody can watch it like i don't know it's
0: just i like it and so far the category we're in right now is favorite movies slash shows we're going to be moving on to the other two categories which are movies that are overhyped mm-hmm. and culturally acclaimed movies that we don't meet the, that don't meet the criteria soon but right now we're just in favorite movies and so you want to finish your uh raving praise of yeah, avatar
1: i just want to end it off by saying watch avatar if you haven't because it's dope anyways now i'm gonna research movies that are overhead.
0: yes this is our little um knuckle cracking asmr intermittent break yes okay so moving on next i have the movie annihilation on mine annihilation is also sci-fi and it's actually really difficult when you watch it it's like you don't understand what's going on at all it's about these group of women that venture into this unknown shimmer is what it's called it's like this um like a it's basically a shimmer like it's like a existing bubble that's taking over the earth and it's slowly growing little by little and inside the shimmer um there's like this whole other universe and there's just like out of these world things that exist in the shimmer and the reason that they're forging into the shimmer is that one lady's husband came back from the shimmer as one of an as an explorer (laughs) i can't i stutter so much but um so um basically there was this group of men that went in and only one came out and then he's like sick and they don't know what's wrong with him and so these a group of ladies go back into the shimmer and one of them is his wife and she's trying to figure out what happened to him and the shimmer is like slowly taking over the earth and they want to understand why and um little by little each of them start to die like every little silly uh, every little silly way <laughs> every little way like they all die in different ways one gets eaten by like some type of creature one becomes like embodied and trapped by plants and by the end of it, um, it's revealed that all of the men kind of went crazy. Like in the side of the shimmer, they were all together and only the husband came back. And then at the very end, the actress who's in the main character is Natalie Pullman, which she's such a good actress. I love her. And she's so pretty. <laughs> Besides the point. But um, in the end, she encounters this alter being and they're like fighting and it just cuts off it switches off and then we don't know what happens and she returns and she's in almost the same traumatized state as her husband but her husband wakes up and but it seems like her husband isn't her husband and, and it's just super weird it's just super weird like the you it's very unique like it's created in a very unique way and you don't know what's going on at all and it's kind of those one of those things that's like kind of mind messing with you I don't want to use the words that people usually word use because I don't want this episode to be explicit. But um it like messes with your mind, (laughs) like oh yeah, okay. Um, It just messes with your mind. And I didn't know what the theme was until one time I heard I watched a video about like the theme of annihilation. It's in the name, annihilation. It's that the theme of it is that people are set on their own destruction because they know every single person is gonna go in there has never come back out, but they're set on their own annihilation and they have nothing left to lose like every it's revealed throughout the story that every single lady who has gone into there, part of the teams that have gone in they had nothing left to lose like the man it turns out his wife was cheating on him and the girl she lost her husband and then like some of the other ladies were sick with cancer and some of them were like terminal illnesses and they they just like it was talking about how humans have a nature to self-destruct so is that one of your favorites or one you think is overhyped? No, I think it's one of my favorites because it's really good. You don't know what's going on until later. You have to like rewatch it multiple times to understand it, mm. but that's why it's so good.
1: Yeah, I like movies like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, do you want to move on to movies we think are overhyped? Sure.
0: You want to start first?
1: Sure. Um. Okay. Not that I think this movie. Like okay let me preface this by saying I like the movie. I just don't get the ending of it. So I don't get why everybody's like super like obsessed with it. Call me by your name. I never watched
0: it. Okay. So do you know what it's about? Isn't it about a um, 30 year old man in love with a teenage boy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like in like
0: everybody's Lolita? like Lolita yeah,
1: Tease. <laughs> it's like everyone love like they ship the couple they love the movie and it like it's a good movie but the ending just doesn't do it for me like it's like wait what was the purpose of the movie if it's just gonna end like that like i guess well, that it is the point spoiler so for us they so the dad of the teenage boy is a professor and the 30 year old is like studying under the professor living in their house in italy for the month or whatever or the summer
0: and why are all gay movies based in italy (laughs) and
1: so it ends with the guy the 30 year old leaving and it's just like what like so they made the movie to have the Old guy manipulate this young boy and then leave him. Like, th- it was, it's like you said, like, it's literally just set up to like mess up the like, teenage guy. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's po- that's how whole... those
0: relationships work.
1: It's just, it's I don't think why everybody
0: it's unfiltered.
1: Ships them. Though. Like, why would you ship a 30 year old with a
0: teenager? Because it's it's something about like how powerful movies are. Like, people don't, like, I they think know they it's wrong. They just find them though.
1: attractive. Like they just want to see them together. I don't do know. you? I don't know. No, I didn't say I did,
0: but other people. I know. Do, what like I'm saying though. It's like with... you don't think it's that. Like the movie just makes it seem like it's okay. Like you just ignore the fact that well, the age.
1: Well, the whole thing about it being taken in Italy in the summer. Like everybody's obsessed with the it. Italian vibes of summer, and it's like it, the movie makes you feel good, but it's like. If you really look at it, they should not be dating, and it's just like a sad movie. And literally, the end scene is just the teenager crying in front of the fireplace for like a half
0: hour. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like that. What's that one That's movie? I don't What's like that one it. movie? Everyone was comparing um, Luca. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Everyone what? was comparing Luca to Call Me by Your Name. Oh yeah, because it's really similar. Both are ba- based in Italy. About two male characters. Yeah, and one should not be with the other. So the Italians have a breed of fruity people.
1: That's if you're
0: Italian, true. think about maybe are you gay? <laughs> um, that that advice is coming strictly from Marion. <laughs> I think you can just explore, explore your sexuality. And so that was one movie that we think are, that we think is overhyped. My next one is gonna be one that's gonna probably get me dragged a little bit, but mine is Parasite. Okay, tell me what Parasite is about because I've never seen it. Parasite is about this one very poor family who is trying to make money and this the oldest son, he um has a friend who is offering him the chance to tutor this girl from a rich family because he can't do it for some reason. I don't remember the reason. And so the guy's the boy, the poor boy is like, "Okay, so then he starts to tutor this girl and he realizes that there's a lot of potential for his family to bleach off of um this rich family and um so then his sister starts working as a mock therapist she's not actually a therapist but she, she pretends she is and then his mom starts working as the maid and she replaces the old maid and his dad is the taxi driver for the family and they don't know they're all related because they don't say it, but they just all are all working for this family. And they're trying to leech off their money. Mm-hmm. And then it's later discovered that, like, the old maid was trying really hard to fight the new one. The new mom. The mom mm-hmm. maid. New one. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> let me in. I really have to do something. And she was like, the mom who the poor mother was like, no, you can't come in. I'm the maid now. And she was like, no, please. And then she, like, forces her way in, and then apparently she was keeping her poor husband living down in the basement. How is this a horror movie? Hold on. Let me me finish. <laughs> living down in the, po- in the basement of the, um... Sorry. That's just <laughs> symbolic of how my mind is on blank. But, um living in the basement of his house and because he's like in debt and she's trying to keep him from dying and the only way he's been keeping his sanity by turning a light on every time every couple times and she feeds him like once a week and the reason everyone was like i'm really not doing it justice but the reason everyone was like this is such a good movie is because like it shows a lot about the dynamics of poor and rich people and about capitalism and how like who was leeching off of who? Is the poor family leeching off the rich family, or is the rich family leeching off the poor family? How would the rich family be leeching off the poor? Because they rely on the poor family for their services. Uh, okay. Like the mother doesn't know the actual rich mother doesn't know how to cook. She relies on the poor maid mother, and the dad doesn't is probably not a good driver. He relies on the driver, and the poor family relies on them because they're leeching off of them by taking their money. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of talking about the dynamics between poor and rich people, and who does capitalism really benefit? Because it's they're kind of like depending on each other,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think it's a good movie. But <laughs> why do you think it's overhyped? I just don't think. I think there are other movies out there that do a good job. But when I watched it, I was expecting the theme to be so clear, and it just wasn't. I felt like there was there was a better way to portray the story. So how did it end? It ends by like. Um. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it ends by um the rich family finding out and then like killing finding out one finding out that the the old other maid was keeping her husband down in the basement and their son what? becomes traumatized. everything goes to shit in the end basically oh i just made it explicit but um <laughs> everything goes bad in the end and um like some the parents either die or go to jail everybody just dies or goes to jail or becomes traumatized basically and so the end is total destruction and chaos and i think that's a good way to portray the effects of capitalism but i think the theme was just too unique it was too unique i think i I had to like watch it multiple times
1: but you love capitalism themes
0: yeah but i think that the way this was portrayed was too soft it wasn't like realistic
1: I don't know. I don't but it was also not
0: based in america so it's based in it's based in the other parts of the world maybe because i because i'm an american i couldn't truly relate to it but i just think there are other movies that were really good or it should be culturally acclaimed but maybe other movies should be equally as culturally acclaimed because they have the same energy but they're not yeah okay that was a lot we just talked for a while um do you want to go do you want to move on to culturally acclaimed movies wait no we're talking I about movies that are overhyped. Movie.
1: Yeah, but I don't have any more movies. I didn't make a list
0: for this. Okay, well, I have one more that I think should be culturally acclaimed. One that should... Because if we're going to put Parasite Wait, up there... Should or
1: shouldn't be? Should
0: be. Because if we're going to put Parasite oh, okay. up there, we should also put this one up there, which is Black Swan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, black Swan follows this ballerina who is trying to embody both the white and black swan in Swan Lake. And she... I she don't spoil it, though okay yes so she's trying to embody both of those characters and she has a very difficult time doing that because it's hard to be two people at once and it's about that you know cultural equal destruction of that the white swan is trying to take total control and the black swan is trying to take total control and they're both equally destroying her both roles are equally destroying her because you can't be two people you can only be one person and it just battles a lot with the like sense of how women are expected to be two different things, expected to be both, like, slutty, but also innocent. And, like, you have to be very attractive, but not too attractive. And, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like mysterious, but not, you know, promuscu- promiscuous.
1: Promiscuous.
0: Promiscuous. Yeah. And I think that's a really good one that people should be talking about more.
1: Well, I'll have to watch it.
0: You will have to watch it right after you finish The Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hunger Games, 10 out of 10 recommend. Any uh,
0: dystopian. Any movie we talked about, we 10 out of 10 recommend, except for the ones where we were hating on them.
1: Yeah. Well, I still recommend watching Call Me By Your Name, but it's not like groundbreaking.
0: Same. Same energy for Parasite.
1: Yeah. Just movies that end off like with like no ending, I'm just like, well, what was the point of making the movie? The point was to make you feel upset. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't want to feel upset. If I'm watching a movie, I want to feel happy. Or, yeah, I don't know. Whenever there's a movie with a good, ooh, okay, what I like is love triangles. This connects to the Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) I just, because it gives you something to be like, hmm, like focus on. Like, I don't know. I just like choosing
0: between. You like the drama. Yeah. It's just entertaining. Well, I think some people either use movies in this, as an escape or they use it as a way to cope. Yeah, and no, like I don't. Yeah, right, I think like, you use it as an escape.
1: No, I just watch movies for fun.
0: Yeah, but you, want, you don't want to live in the same circumstances in the movie. Like,
1: I don't want to watch a depressed... Like, okay, I know you've watched this movie. You've watched Beautiful Boy, right? I have. Dude, that is the worst movie ever. It made me so
0: depressed and sad. I watched that movie because it felt good.
1: let me
0: explain let me explain i mean i didn't watch the full thing because it was really depressing but um because like i said you did watch the whole thing you literally after i watched that
1: movie i just sat there like oh my gosh life. like i'm i was so depressed
0: but that's how life actually is right
1: but why would i need to watch a movie and feel bad about
0: it Well, some people like to feel connected to the movie, like to see, oh, this is how other people are experiencing life, and this is how we're culturally understanding it. And some people like to watch a movie and forget about real life.
1: It just made me never want to do drugs.
0: Okay, well, that was a good theme then, right?
1: Yeah, like, no, it's it's a good movie, but.
0: We got cut off. (laughs) We were rambling for like three minutes, and we were cut off. Well, it ended with you saying that, it call you but call me no beautiful boy made you never want to do drugs yeah um and then breaking bad also made you never want to do drugs okay yeah can i So i'm watching breaking bad
1: it's just about a drug dealer and it's literally every character in the show that does drugs and like wow every single person has to go through what that kid went through in the movie like it's so not worth it um yeah, it's just crazy. Like, just the repetitive cycle of like. I don't know. I just don't. like just don't do drugs, guys.
0: <laughs> okay. I just don't do drugs, especially heroin because you do have to stick that in between. Well, it uses needles. In between. In, I was gonna say in between your toes, but you don't have to do what? It there. Why do
1: you do there? A lot of people do heroin in oh, between their toes. Really painful. Okay. Okay. I also- thought
0: they suck it in their arm. You can. Sometimes they do their toes, the arm. They have variety. Don't do it, though. So just to summarize, um, don't do drugs. Watch all the movies we talked about because we are the smartest and sexiest people ever. And don't wear platform Birkenstocks in the backyard. Right, because you will be swinging around like Jesus. okay so this is this week's uh podcast if you guys have any feedback please let us know because right now our target audience is just our besties from school <laughs> eventually we will get a, a google doc for you guys to fill out some feedback uh-huh. though thank you bye-bye bye. this is Ryan. bye-bye <laughs>